This is a special night, folks, and we're glad you're here to witness it, participate in it. It's one of the sacred activities of the church. Tonight, we have the privilege of ordaining a very, very fine pastor who happens to be he and his family members of this wonderful church. Uh, Ordination is not us as ministers producing a minister. It's us as ministers recognizing that God has already done that. Ordination means we confirm the evidence of God's calling on this wonderful man's life. We have a full evening, and so I want to proceed right away by asking Pastor Tran if he would join me now. Would you please welcome him? Come, brother. Please stand here if you don't mind. And behind every great man is a wonderful woman and children. Could I ask the Tran family to stand before you just so you could see how wonderfully beautiful and supportive they are? And Pastor, if you don't mind introducing your family to us. Good evening, special guests and Seisman family. I'm privileged to introduce to you that this is my wife, my two daughters, and son. This is my love family. Thank you. Thank you, folks. God bless you. You may be seated, please, unless you have something to do. We want you to stay. Um, Brother Chan has been interviewed by a council of ministers quite thoroughly about theological matters, practical, familial, and relationship matters, and the council feels that this is the real deal, the genuine article, and it's a privilege for the council to have put their stamp of approval on our proceedings. I'd like to introduce you to them. So will those who served on the council please stand just for a moment? Here is Brother Chuck Schneider and Freeman Tomlin, Jonathan Morrison. I had the privilege of being part, and one of our members cannot be with us. That's Matt Kirk. He's our executive pastor of operations in Helping Hands. I hope you get to know Matt more and more as the days go on. The more I get to know him, the more I appreciate him. He accomplishes more in one day than the average person can in a week. And his mom, who he cares for, has fallen, and she had to be taken to the hospital. So he regrettably could not be with us, and we must pray for her and him. So I want to ask you, brother, if you would pray for uh, Pastor Matt's mother, who has fallen tonight, and would you do so in the beautiful language of Vietnamese? Please lead us. Kính lạy ba ngôi Đức Chúa Trời, Ngài là cha yêu dấu của chúng con. Chúng con dâng lời tạ ơn cha, thật là một cơ hội tốt lành cho chúng con tối hôm nay để tự tụ về đây thờ phượng, tôn vinh và chúc tụng danh Ngài. Và con cảm ơn Chúa vì đặc ân lớn lao mà Ngài ban cho con và gia đình của chúng con tối hôm nay được là một thành viên ở trong hội thánh của Seisman. Và tối hôm nay là một ngày đặc biệt để con được phong chức, để kêu gọi vào trong hội thánh của ngài để hầu việc ngài và con dâng lên cho Chúa mẹ của à, mục sư Matt tối hôm nay đang ở trong tình trạng bệnh hoạn xin cha ngài đặt bàn tay quyền năng và ban sự chữa lành trên bà để bà được khỏe mạnh con cầu nguyện trong danh cứu Chúa Giêsu Christ Amen Amen Thank you brother Very very beautiful Thank you so much uh, 
Brother Chan, this is an important moment to you. I know how seriously you're taking it. We are as well. Uh, so here you are in this place, in the United States and at Sagemont Church. But your journey here has been a little challenging and difficult. Do you mind sharing with us a little bit? How did you end up here? Tell us your story. Yeah, thank you, pastors. Uh, again, good evening, uh, special guests and uh, Sagemont families. Uh, thank you for the privilege of sharing uh, of my brief testimony, testimony with you. I'm John Tran. I was born and grew up in a small village beside the beach uh, where the tradition was to worship ancestors and Buddha. I did not know Christ uh, before I had to riskily escape the country uh, because of my father's fighting alongside with the American troops in South Vietnam. I traveled by boat and uh, with other Vietnamese refugees and landed in Hong Kong detention centers for Vietnamese boat people refugees. I was introduced to Christianity and was safe and continued to grow in faith and serve God with new Christian brothers and sisters in the detention centers. After six years, I was forced back to my country in Vietnam and faced the discrimination and hard times because of my new faith in Christ. I was asked and threatened to give up my faith in Christ to get my Vietnamese citizenship back. After six years awake, even though I faced the pressure, I continue keeping my faith in Christ. I knew that I found my life. I got my salvation in Christ, even though I faced the difficult situation I faced the threatening, I lost my citizenship, but I have my citizenship in heaven. And here you are in the United States, and you have made it even a better country, you and your wonderful family, and you have pursued theological uh, studies here. Tell me if I'm correct. You received your Master of Divinity degree from Houston Graduate School of Theology in 2018. And why is today significant? Yeah. So, pastors, I would like to uh, talk a little, a little bit more why I am here in the U.S. Um, first of all, I thank you so much for Pastor Bill Himmel, his uh, dear wife and family, would you mind standing up so Seisman can uh, uh, welcome you, Pastor Bill Himo. Thank you. When he went to Vietnam to preach and to teach to train Vietnamese pastors, he faced a difficult time with local police in Saigon. At that time, I was his translator. I was stopped. I was prevented from uh, getting my 
formal biblical training in Saigon because of my father's fighting alongside with American troops in South Saigon. And because I escaped the country by boat, that's the reason uh, they did not allow me to attend the biblical college in Saigon. And when the doors closed there, God opened another door, and he opened the house to host my family and me in the earliest days so I could come, to the, come into the U.S. to get my seminary training. Um, I got the Master of Divinity in, uh, from Houston Graduate School of Theology in spring 2018. And I began uh, working on my Doctor of Ministry, specializing in pastoral leadership. And today is my last day of my program. Congratulations. <laughs> Today is a very significant day for me. I and my family choose to serve the Lord no matter what. Even though we face several pressure, discrimination, and um, threatened from bad in my country, we keep our faith in Christ. And I and my family choose to serve the Lord with all our heart, our minds, and our soul. Even though we did that, I faced some limitation in the past because of my identity. This is my opportunity and significant day that God worked through Seisman to provide me this turning point opportunity so I can serve him better from now and the future. God bless you, brother. This man raises the bar with regard to devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ. You have truly counted the cost and set a wonderful example for the rest of us. Now, in December, uh, you will receive, Lord willing, your Doctor of Ministry degree. So in December, folks, we can no longer refer to this man as Brother Chan. It will be Dr. Tran. You're going to be dangerous in December. <laughs> All of this I know you attribute to the grace of Almighty God. There's no other explanation for your journey. It's the grace of Almighty God. And I know music and singing is a vital part of your ministry to members of the Vietnamese community here in Houston. Can I impose upon you to ask you if you would sing a little bit of a hymn we might recognize, and would you do so in Vietnamese? Yes, Thank you. Người ca Chúa từ ai ban ơn là lòng đời tôi vốn tràn nhân lễ đan. Tôi đã hư mất bao ngày lầm than trong nơi tôi đầy. Mà ơn Chúa còn đói thương tôi Rồi đây Chúa lại đến đem tôi về trời Làm sao nói được hết niềm vui Khi đứng bên 
bên các thần đồ ngợi ca tôn vinh dàn ngài về ơn lớn ngài đã thương tôi về ơn lớn ngài đã thương tôi amen amen god bless you brother wonderful thank you so much thank you so much thank you guys for your mercy your grace and your blessing from bottom of my heart i thank you pastor dr morgan for your consistent prayer and support to my ministry and my family's status in the U.S. Thank you, uh, Pastor Dr. Matt Carter, for your wonderful and exceptional leadership uh, to pray and support my ministry to let this special occasion happen tonight. Thank you, the Seisman pastoral staff, for your support and prayers. Thank you, Seisman Church family. Thank you, friends. Especially thank you, Pastor Bill Himmo, his dear wife and family, who have and hosted my family and me in the earliest days in the U.S. And thank you, my family. You are always missed, loved, and remembered in my prayer. May God continue blessing you, your family, and your ministries to lift his name on high and glorify his name. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, brother. Stay here. Uh, folks, I'm going to call us into official church conference because we have an important business matter, and if we don't attend to it, we're not permitted to proceed further. Uh, so we're going to put a mo motion on the table, and the motion is to proceed with the ordination of Pastor Chan Tran. And so uh, I need somebody to put that motion on the table. Uh, thank you. This is Jerry Neal for the record who has made the motion. And is there a second? And Brother Jim Green is the second. Thank you so much. And now all of you who are members of the church, the vote is up to you. If you're in favor of authorizing us to proceed with the ordination of this fine man, would you signify so by raising any one of your hands and saying amen? Wonderful. And if you are opposed, would you raise your hand, please? Let's take a look. Very easy to count. It's unanimous, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. What this wonderful brother will now face as he takes this step to identify with the Lord Jesus Christ, even in a more strategic way, is the attack of the evil one, he and his family. Therefore, we would be remiss if we didn't lay hands on him and pray for him. So, Brother John, could I ask you to kneel and take your place here? And then will those members of the council make their way up? And in addition, will Doctors Fur and Morgan and Carter and Pastor Himmel, could we, uh, could we impose upon you because of your wonderful relationship with John? Could you join us as well, sir? And these men are going to pass by. In laying their hands on the candidate, they're essentially saying, we recognize God's call in your life. We're part of your team. We're going to continue to pray for you and your fruitful ministry. While this is happening, would you pray for the Tran family as well? Let's begin.
Special, wonderful surprise to me. Pastor Bill Himmel was my pastor a million years ago. 
<laughs> we were, we, <laughs> we had different color hair and all the rest. Great to see the Himmels. God bless you both. It's also a blessing for us to have Dr. James Furr with us. Could I invite you, sir, back to the platform? Dr. Furr, go right ahead, please, and welcome Dr. Furr, if you don't mind. Thank you, sir. Dr. Furr is the president of Houston Graduate uh, uh, School of Theology and also serves there as professor of church and culture. He's had a very close relationship with one of his finest graduates right here. And it's an honor, not just for the Tran family, but for the Sagemont family to have you with us today. We're anxious to hear from you. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for the opportunity to just share a few thoughts. It's probably not uh, the first time that you've not experienced either the fact that you come thinking you've been invited to say a word of blessing and your cup runs over with blessings before you even start. Thank you. John has just been a delight to our seminary family, as you can well imagine. The joy in his step, the smile on his face, the seriousness of his discipleship to Jesus has just made a real difference in our student body. And I bring you greetings on behalf of that uh, faith learning community. John, uh, you have embraced in our learning community the affirmation of a, a missional theology, a confession of faith that the God is working in our midst to reconcile all things in Christ, and that we are called to minister and to uh, be messengers of that reconciliation. So it, it makes us think perhaps just a few moments of reflection about, so if God is in our midst reconciling, what, what does that look like? I have been uh, really blessed over the years with something I heard back in 1975. Some of you don't remember 75 very well. Some of you do. Some of you have already forgotten 1975. <laughs> but but uh, Dr. John Claypool uh, and his wife went through a, a horrible tragedy of losing a daughter to leukemia. And some years later, in struggling and discerning, you know, where, where is God in the midst of all this? He shared with a group of ministers uh, a beautiful use of uh, Isaiah 39, 31, a beautiful passage that most of us know well. Uh, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And he says, you know, that, that makes me think of three ways that God is moving in and among us. Uh, sometimes God intervenes in the miraculous as though we are flying in ways that we can't even imagine how that could happen. Now, in our world today, a lot of folks don't believe in the miraculous. I can't imagine how you can believe that God created and sustains the universe and can't change something. But you, you brother, you have believed in God's miraculous intervention and looked for it and discerned it in many ways. But sometimes it is elusive and it takes a heart of faithfulness to believe that what we can't even imagine can change, can change because God is involved. Not just anyway. The Spirit of God is not a genie that we get out of a lamp to just make anything we want to happen happens, right? We're, we're advised by uh, Psalms 37 that when we delight in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart. We like that, gives us the desires of our heart part, don't we? But sometimes a life of faithfulness 
that long obedience in the same direction uh, is more difficult uh, to align ourselves with what God wants. But God does, in fact, work in the miraculous, as you have experienced. Uh, often, often, though, sometimes it's a matter of running and not being weary. What, what John called collaboration, that we are called to be the hands and feet of God, ministering as that messenger and minister of reconciliation. So many ways that we are uh, gifted with the opportunities to do what God is doing in the lives of others. Uh, at that point, uh, you have also heard uh, the, the wise words, I think, of, of Sam Wells, who says, you know, there, there's several ways that we can be involved in ministry. We can do for people. Sometimes people need rescuing. <laughs> Rains like this remind us of floods, and sometimes... We can be flooded and paralyzed and simply need to be rescued. There will be people who are so caught up in grief and sin and crisis that you'll just need to pick them up in the high water and carry them to safety. Sometimes you'll be walking alongside someone and you will be for somebody and you will be able to help them move in the right direction, to, to do for, to do with. Sometimes they just need a champion. Sometimes they just need an advocate to speak their cause in a, in a prophetic and discerning way. And you can, you can be for them in that sense. What, what Sam says, though, that I think is very, very profound is perhaps when we think about God's presence with us in Christ, the most significant thing that we can do in ministry is to simply be with others. Not necessarily to do for or to do with or to be for, but to simply be with, even as Christ is with us, even as God is with us in Christ. Now, of course, that doesn't mean being for and doing for is a problem. In fact, when we are really with people and journeying with them and caring for them as you have done in this community and in so many other places, then God shares with you and directs you as to how to minister to them. But if we make our priority of simply, here I am, Lord, what do you want me to do? If many of us were greatly influenced by Henry Blackaby, who would just say, are you ready to just drop what you're doing and draw your life alongside this other person? I will never forget that in a spring retreat, Texas Tech, Glorieta, New Mexico. Drop what you're doing. Draw your life alongside another person. Being with John so that you are available for God to work through you. So God works through the miracle. God works through collaboration. For a world that is insistent on getting everything they want, if those things don't happen, sometimes they just dismiss the presence of God. If nothing changes in one way or another. But for people of faith, this is where, my brother, I have as much to learn from you as anybody else. It is God shows up simply with the power to enable us to walk without fainting, to put one foot in front of the other one in the hard times. God works in the miraculous. God works through collaboration. 
But God works through grace simply to be that anchor in our lives to help us to continue to move forward. And sometimes your encouragement, your faithfulness to be with others will help them experience God's grace. I know it. I've seen it. My brother, we love you. We thank you for your ministry among us. And we know that God will continue to use you. You, you might not have caught this in his presentation, but he tried five times to leave Vietnam before he got to Hong Kong. His time in Hong Kong for those six years was basically internment. He was uh, a virtual prisoner, but when he found Christ, his life started over again, except he was many, many years of graceful, steadfast love and patience waiting for the opportunity to fulfill that dream of studying in the States. Thank you for choosing to be a part of this community. And thank you, Sagemont, for being his church family and giving him the kind of support uh, that uh, only a wonderful faith community like yours can provide. We're with you, we're with you. Be prayerful for him and his family in these days ahead. If things don't unfold right, he's gonna lose the opportunity to even be in the States. He needs a miracle. He needs some collaboration in order to have the opportunities to continue to serve. But whether it's here or back in Vietnam, we know that you will be faithful. Amen. Thank you, sir. Uh, the only person in the entire universe who could bear the title founding pastor of Sagemont Church is with us tonight. Dr. John Morgan is no stranger to this room. Hundreds and hundreds of sermons has been preached by this man in this very spot. We have the privilege of hearing from him again. Dr. Morgan, if you will. Brother John and his wonderful wife have been tremendous supporters of the Tran family, and I know it means a lot to them to hear from their pastor tonight. I have been thinking all day about these few moments and my mental and emotional clock rolls back to the first time that I ever really got to know this precious family. And some of them have gotten a lot bigger than they were when Beth and I went over to their house at their invitation. I listened to a man speak like I'd never heard before. I mean, you're talking about emotional. How many times this man came and just had been killed over and over and over again. I thought, you know, here we are living in America. We got the best of everything. And we have the freedom of religion and we can preach the word. And I'm sitting across and we're hearing the stories. And these kids, boy, I tell you, they were just like this. I've never been in a house with five pianos, all of which was destroyed in the flood uh, that came, <clears throat> while this man and his family went out to help everybody else in this community. And I thought, boy, this, this is kind of like being around Jesus, you know? And I think back as to <clears throat> how easy it is for us to just enjoy the ride of being a Christian and be with someone that 
has walked a walk like a lot of us have never walked. As I was sitting there a moment ago, Brother Matt, um, and sitting by your side and Brother Chuck and looking up here and several, several of you have been here a long time, and some of the greatest musicians and the greatest preachers, evangelists, professors, pastors, evangelists have preached right here through the years. I mean, the best of the best and the who's who and the what's what. But this man and his life and his humility is right up there with the top. This is what Christianity is about when it's real. Willing to take up his life and his family and look how beautiful they are and say, we're going to follow Jesus. And I've had the chance to witness with a lot of you, especially on our staff, how storm after storm, hurricanes, I wish I could have told him when I first met him, well, it doesn't always just come one time every 50 years around here. You know, this building was almost four foot underwater. If we would have had the money to build it, we would have built it four foot underwater. But uh, that's another story. But this man is a modern day Paul. He has forsaken all and his family and his children and they love each other and they love others. And I mean, it just, I've got chill bumps right now just thinking about it. What would it be like if all of us Christians were willing to die for our faith, willing to put our family on the line and love them the way he does? And I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tron, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future, and you do too. Thank you for not giving up. This country is really messed up. You know, I mean, all this hierarchy politics and all this kind of stuff, but I don't know. I hope coming over here and get, be, getting your citizenship, you won't become uh, less effective as you are right now because you are living proof of a loving God to a watching world. And you have blessed our staff, you've blessed me, you've blessed our church, you've blessed the people back in your homeland, the preachers you've met on the college campuses and all of this kind of stuff. Folks, this is, this is one of the greatest hours we've ever spent together. This is what Christianity is all about. You forsake all to follow the Lord. My dad's in heaven. I think he's watching tonight. Philippians 3. Nine and 10 was a scripture he loved. Proverbs four, five, and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to all your, your own understanding, all your ways, acknowledge him, he'll direct your paths. All of these scriptures begin to come back to us and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? Brother Tran, don't change. I don't know how you can get to be more like Jesus and family. You are so special to God. And my prayer is that there'll be something happening right here tonight that's going to be a major impact on what's happening in the future in Houston, in Sagemont, and around the world. God bless you, sir, for being who you are. And I know that God is going to continue to do great and mighty things, even like we have never seen. God bless you, sir. Two days ago uh, was a special anniversary of our lead pastor, uh, Dr. Matt Carter. It's been one year. So much 
has been accomplished. Uh, those of us who serve on his staff see and hear not only his anointed preaching, but his gifted leadership. A wonderful man who has poured out his life into the church already. We've been on the receiving end, and we hope, Dr. Uh, Carter, that this is just the beginning of wonderful things to come. Would you please come and share with us now? It's an honor to be here tonight, and, and Pastor, that's such a good word. I had a very similar experience with Pastor Tron when I had, uh, Tran when I had uh, lunch with him. He invited me, we went to a, was it a Vietnamese lunch place? He informed me that it was just okay. It wasn't as good as his wife could cook, um, but we went and had a good time. And as he told me his story, I was shocked at what this man has gone through for the name of Christ. I was convicted. Um, we have hard times in America, but nothing compared to what this man went through. And, and I was weeping as I heard his story. He explained to me that in the Vietnamese culture, in the Vietnamese church, that ordination means something. It, it means something to us in the United States, but for them, it really is what enables them in many ways to do ministry. And so he asked me, he said, Pastor, would you be willing for yourself and Pastor John and Sagemont Church uh, to ordain me. And I didn't have to pray about it. I knew what the answer was. And, 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 and Pastor Stewart actually said something that, that I was planning on saying. All we're doing tonight is just confirming what the Lord has already done in your life. And it is a privilege to do that tonight. And so would you and your family please come and stand? And I'm, Stuart, I'm, I'm praying at this point. And, and, all right. Pastor, on behalf of um, Sagemont Church, family, we love you. We're praying for you. If we can do anything to help you, uh, we are here for you and we always will be. And so uh, on behalf of Sagemont, uh, we love you and congratulations. Yeah. Would y'all, yeah. Let's pray together. Would you just join me in prayer? Let's go before the throne of God to lift up this man and his family. Father, we lift this sweet family up to you. Father, as I laid hands on him, I, I thought about the countless men and, and generations of men that have laid hands on one another all the way back to the church that began this whole thing in Acts, Lord. I pray that he would live worthy of the calling that he's been called. God, I pray you'd protect him. I pray that you'd protect his wife and his children. I pray that he would preach the word of God boldly and without shame. I pray your spirit would go before him and that you would give life to his ministry and that the echoes and impact of his ministry would be seen not only in this life, but all of eternity. God, we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. We'll just give them a hand one more time. <laughs> 